I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, welcome to Football Job Podcast. My name is Will. As always, with me is Benji. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I only said good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Um, but it's half good past evening, 10 good on morning. Wednesday. It's what? It's half past 10 on a Wednesday, which is uh, unusual for us. Bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite enough work. Oh, I've, uh, I've not been ill, so apologies, listeners, uh, for the delayed episode. It is my fault. Hold my hands up. Um, yeah, I've had a serious man flu over the last couple of days. Um, There's that cold knocking about, isn't it? It knocks people out. It is. I was I'm not going to lie, I was very worried it was COVID. So I did two uh, LFTs on Sunday, but it was all good, mate. It's all clear. Yeah. Both negative. So your week's been shit. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a busy week so far. It's weird, I can actually talk about some of my week now because it's, it's been more than one day. So, yeah, yeah it's, good, it's really strange, isn't it's it? Good. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I've had a good week so far. What about you, mate? Uh, yeah, mate, it's been it's been a good week actually. Yeah, what have you got to say? Anything exciting? Uh, not really, mate. Just just been working. <laughs> oh, nice. Had a had a nice weekend away at the weekend, and uh, yeah, just been working. Oh, decent, mate. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, mate. How about you? Nice weekend. Um, yeah, it was okay. I, uh, we're getting our bathroom done at home at the moment, or we're supposed to be getting it done. But yeah, Wix have decided not to uh, deliver our toilet, our sink, and our shower screen. So three pretty key components for a bathroom. Yeah. So, I mean, the shower screen we could probably do without. You know, I could probably live without a shower screen. 
and I kind of need a toilet and a sink. So yeah, very disappointed. Yeah. I'm gonna have to chase them up later today. Uh, now I've got a having a shit in the bar fire. Yeah, pretty much at the moment, mate. Yeah, luckily get, you didn't get towing there, getting the chug nuts down. <laughs> you're disgusting, mate. You're absolutely great. <laughs> Is that why your bathroom stank for so long? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I couldn't. Oh, I mean, yeah. I couldn't get anything down there. Yeah. So I absolutely now. I've got some sink and plug iron blocker. Oh, thank God, because that was uh, I could smell it from here, really. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely shocking. Absolutely shocking. Even with a block nose. Even with a block nose, exactly, mate. So it shows how bad it was, doesn't it? Just goes to show. <laughs> should we um should we do the news? Um yes, mate. If if that's what you're feeling, let's go I feel, for I it. I feel like before we go too far too much further, we should probably do the news. News updates. Here we go, crack on. Crack on. So big news I think is the uh new cup takeover. So they've been taken over by um, Saudi Arabia. Pretty much Saudi Arabia, isn't it, really? Yeah, is it the Public uh, Investment Fund, isn't it? The Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, I think, is the, the full name. Yeah. Um, £320 million, I think, it went through as the sale, wasn't it? Is that, yeah, it's nothing, really, is it? If you think about a no. football club, you know, I know they've not been up there for a number of years, but they're still a huge club, massive, loyal fan base. Yeah. And and I mean the, the amount of money these you know, it's no secret to how much money they've got. But I, I read um that it's seven percent sorry, Manchester City has seven percent of the amount of money that Newcastle now have. And Manchester City are one of the richest Wow. It's hard to, to get your head around that. That is absolutely insane. It's in the, remember, they are in the hundreds of billions, this, this organisation, this country, whatever we're calling them, who's taken over Newcastle. Hundreds of billions of pounds. Wowzer, wowzer, wowzer. So just, I remember and, when the city sort of takeover went through and everyone was sort of slating them, saying, oh, they're going to buy the league, which they have done, admittedly. Um, but the amount of money they've brought, but it has made the Premier League stronger and more global in terms of like, the players they've been able to attract. But it has ruined it to a certain extent, doesn't it? Without a doubt. You can get around FFP as well, can't you? That That doesn't seem to have really done a great deal. And even if you do break the rules in that, it doesn't seem, you don't really seem to get much of a punishment, to be honest. So so you've seen it with the likes of City, Chelsea, PSG, you know, I, I mean, even if you go back to Barcelona and Real Madrid, kind of, just the capital that they have and, and, and with Man United, Arsenal, it's always been about money. I remember when Blackburn got taken over back in 95 and they you know they smashed it they bought everybody and and won the league yeah. but i i think that that newcastle is slightly different actually because it, the the market's different now um compared to what it was in you know back when blackburn kind of did it is who do, who, who do they buy and who's going to want to go there yeah do you know what i i, I completely agree i was talking to uh to ali about this 
last week, I think it was. Um, I know people have been saying it in obviously the, the WhatsApp group uh, and across the Discord and some of the, the channels there. Um, but we're just sort of saying that there's going to always be one player that that decides to make that move. That's going to be more sort of not necessarily a marquee signing, but it's going to make the global headlines for sport to be able to go there. And Man City's was Rubinho. When Rubinho first went, then they got Aguero, didn't they? Further down the line. Yeah. But Rubinho really sort of started that trend of bigger name players with sort of bigger sort of um, packages coming into the into the club. Like the huge transfer Yaya fees coming Toure. in. Yeah. Yaya Toure was a huge one as well, yeah. And it's, yeah, it just seems to, to keep coming on now, doesn't it? Yeah, I, th- and I think it will. I think um, I think it was Danny Murphy was saying that they're gonna that they should rely on loans um, in in January because it, because if you're going to get a big name player, then they're they're going to want to make sure they've got Champions League football, which Newcastle probably aren't going to get. If anything, Newcastle are going to be struggling at the bottom, and Steve Bruce is going to lose his job. I think it's a matter of time before he loses his job, and then all of a sudden Mourinho came out of the weekend saying he's always had affinity with. Oh. Um, <laughs> Newcastle because of Bobby Robson it's like for fuck's sake where yeah. will that bloke not go I know I, I, I saw that and I thought he's tried to play it so so intelligently saying no I'm very happy at Roma however I've always had an effect oh shut up just Marina you've had your day mate just just jog on just stay in Italy just stay there play your shit football and <laughs> don't <laughs> don't come back we don't want to know you yeah, it's um, it's just a bit. The whole situation is ridiculous, anyway. Let's be honest. Um, it is completely stupid. But yeah, where do you where do you go? Where do you go from here? It's just another club that's going to push all the other clubs down um, a little bit further. So the likes of West Ham, who you know they're they're not exactly a poor club, but they're not mega rich, that are doing well, performing well. They're just going to get pushed further and further down. And it's not their fault. You know, there's only, you can pull off a couple of shock results from time to time with these, you know, sort of the big six, as it were. But eventually, clubs like Burnley are never going to be able to, to kind of get anywhere other than sort of 10th is, oh, we hit 10th. That's that's first in the league for them. Because eventually, yeah. you have so many of these clubs that are going to be oil rich. And I think eventually, you're going to dilute the Premier League a little bit more than, than what it's becoming at the moment. Yeah, you're right, but it does it does make it interesting for the title. I think, you know, with Man with Man City recently testing for the title, Leicester obviously winning it more recently, um, Liverpool won it for the first time a couple of seasons ago. Now um, you still got Man United, you still got Arsenal, um, Newcastle. Now I think there's another team in North London that you could possibly call a big team. Um, no, Fulham are West London, but... mate. Huh? Fulham are West London, not North London. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You and then you still got, like you say, you got West Ham, Everton. You know, they're 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 always going to be sort of there or thereabouts. Um, so yeah, it's, it is it will make it interesting in a way, but like you say, it is it is the down start the start of the downfall of this game, where. Like you say, these clubs just can't compete. Um, so yeah, it's it'll be interesting. Watch this space. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. It's um, <laughs> I just 
it's going to be an interesting transfer window in January. Um, I don't see them doing an awful lot. I do agree with the Danny Murphy thing. It's going to be a couple of loans just to see them through uh, yeah. and then see what they can do in the summer. Um, one person I do feel for is Steve Bruce. Now, I know he's done a, a pretty pretty dodgy job, to say the least, uh, at Newcastle since he's been there. But all the all the people are oh, saying he needs to go, blah, 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 you're sacked. He's still a human being. Like, whatever happens, you don't treat someone the way they've treated him. Like, he's been absolutely ripped to shreds in the news and in the media for it. I, I just feel a little bit bad for him, considering what he has done or tried to do for the club. Yeah, his son came out, didn't he? Um, and said, basically what you said, you know, he's a human being. He hasn't actually done anything wrong. Um, and Steve Bruce has never really had the opportunity to um, be, be, you know, kind of be tested at that level because what's always happened is is he's managed clubs like Hull, Sunderland, you know, the, the, the teams that haven't got the money, that haven't got that opportunity. And he kind of keeps them up, sometimes sends them down. So what, what does Steve Bruce, the manager, do with a Newcastle team who's got billions of pounds to spend? Could he be a top-class manager? Yeah, I think the, the jury's gonna, always going to be out until he gets that opportunity. But he's never performed to a high enough level with those clubs to afford an opportunity to move. Maybe it's yeah. timing-wise of managers not leaving. If you could see, you know, years ago, you could see Bruce going into the likes of an Everton if Moyes wasn't there. You could see him potentially going there and seeing what he could do there. That slight step up. You know, West Ham could have been that sort of club potentially, but he's not been performing around the times that those managers have needed a new manager. Um, those clubs need a new manager, sorry. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so... So I don't think we know the answers, um, but I think he deserves a chance. And I think Newcastle could really get ahead of themselves here and actually put themselves into a bit of a dodgy situation. It's similar to, to like Watford, where they're changing their manager every five minutes. They can't get it right, nothing's gelling, and they end up in the championship. Yeah. Um, obviously, they, obviously, they've got the money to get themselves back up. So, you know, we're, we're talking that that puts a delay on maybe their 10-year plan sorry, their five-year plan to a 10-year plan, you know, it, it, it's all dependent. But I think that they could put themselves really at risk with some of the <laughs> some of the things that they could do. Um, so, yeah, it, we'll see, won't we? It's going to be interesting. Definitely, definitely. It's, uh, just watch this space, I suppose, isn't it? It's one of those things. Yeah. Watch yeah. this space. Watch this space. So, moving on, England got the, uh, got the one-match ban, didn't they? Uh, stadium ban, yes, for for the final of the uh, of the Euros. Yeah, I think it was long overdue. Uh, I don't understand how it took this long to to get a decision. You know, there was so many videos of the fans sprinting in, barging people, hitting people, or whatever. Um, so I think it is deserved. It's not fair on the England team because we've got fans that are just absolute bellends. But yeah. Hopefully, it'll uh, calm people down. I get there was a, a mass excitement and buzz about us reaching the final. It's always exciting, whatever, but there's only so much you can do, really, isn't there? When you've got yeah. stupid fans. Yeah. Um, say yeah, love they say. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, idiots turning up, 
um, ticketless. I think I think we were told. Was it us that were was offered um, to go up to Wembley because they were letting people in at the semis without a ticket? So we were said, right, let's go up for the final. I think I think we was offered that. I can't remember who said it, but anyway, I think that was um, Danny. I think, I think Danny said that to us in the chat. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so so people have obviously taken that as serious and, uh, and gone up there and just tried bursting through, which is just ridiculous. So it's it's quite unprecedented, isn't it? That for that that you know it's normally due to racism or something like that from the fans where they get that ban. But this is this is a um, uh, hundred thousand euro fine and a and a ban uh, from fans, which I don't think it's the UEFA, it's the FIFA tournaments or the other way so it's it'll be the euro nations league where we don't have um the the fans in the stadium yeah agreed man so that's probably the uh the time where they should play the arsenal players because uh we, we're probably used to that at the end right? yeah pretty much mate <laughs> <laughs> let's not slag off our own team where are we going team. tuesday mate we are going to the emirates to to probably watch us grind out the most horrifically uh, performance of defending against Leeds probably be like a five-all draw and go to extra time. No, no way our defences have been. The way we You're excited it. about it? Yeah, I am, mate. Yeah, I am. Can't it's wait nice to be back, mate. Yeah, we'll have to do, uh, <laughs> we'll have to do a cheeky live video on on Instagram and Facebook. I think. Yeah, good good idea, mate. Yeah, I've I like trusted you with these tickets. Um, so I've trusted you to buy these tickets unsupervised. I know I, know, I advised you where, where I prefer to sit. Um, so let's see whether it's directly in front of a floodlight or next to the Leeds fans. <laughs> it's, it, it's both. I love it. Um, yeah, it's both. Next to the toilets as well. Joe, I think, I think I'm busy that day now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm done. I think I've got five aside that night. Sorry, geese. No, we ain't. We've just been told it's not. It's not on Tuesday. Can't get a, can't get a pitch. Yeah, I think if if people booked it sort of more in advance, it'd probably be a lot easier, <laughs> wouldn't it? They'd probably be able to get a no, slot sort of recurring then, wouldn't they? So, um, what can you do? Again, say la vie. Say <laughs> la vie. Right, moving on then. So the only thing that I really want, have you got anything you wanted to talk about? I'm, I was moving on to La Liga. Have you done my salsa? On, I haven't, answer. no, I haven't done it, mate. We're still waiting for uh, for Austin to get that done. Uh, come on, Austinio, get back on the pitch and get back in the studio. Yeah, he's suffering with gout at the moment. I heard he's got green foot, with he? gout. Yeah, so he's probably going to lose his foot at this rate. Let's hope so. Yeah, it stops you getting taken out every every fortnight, doesn't it? I know. Let's get on the pitch. <laughs> Imagine if little C Griff was there. Oh, mate, I'd be, be dead. You'd probably throw him into the net, wouldn't you? <laughs> Poor bloke. Go on then, yeah, let's move on to La Liga then, mate. So La Liga, little uh, little roundup for you. The Real Madrid <laughs> and Atletico Madrid didn't play. Uh, Sociedad, Real Sociedad won, which put them top of the table, which is good, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, a um, shock lead, isn't it? Have they got a game yeah. in hand at the moment as well? Sorry, mate, say again? Have they got a game in hand at the moment? 
Nah, Real and Atletico have got a game in hand. Ah, uh, because uh, they didn't play. But but it's El Clasico weekend this weekend. Real yes. Barcelona. What's your prediction? Uh, I think Real Madrid will do it to be honest. Although Barcelona did have a good win, three-one against Valencia at the weekend. I think Real Madrid will probably edge it two-nil, something like that. I don't think Barca are anywhere near where they can be. Um, no. So, yeah, that, that would be my prediction. Nice. Um, Aguero made his debut. Oh, was he? I didn't realise he was fit he, now. Yeah, he made his debut at the weekend. And Coutinho scored his first goal in 11 months. Wow. Savage, isn't it? Christ, I can't believe he's got a game again, to be honest, let alone scored. Well, I think Coleman is just like, do you know what? If, you, if, you're gonna, if you promise to score, you get a game. I'm, yeah. He's desperate in him. Yeah, I think I need to. Well, I think we need to talk a little bit more, you know, off air about La Liga as well. Just get up to date because it sounds sounds like it could be quite interesting with the Cumin situation. See how that develops over the coming months. Mm. So I'm yeah. sure the listeners are yeah, buzzing for it as well. So maybe we could do like a, an off-topic, a La Liga football drop or something. A La Liga. So you'd be you'd be up for that, yeah, you? man. So a bit of a bit of a quieter weekend in uh, in that, but it was uh, interesting. Pleased to see Sociedad doing well. Uh, nice to see another team. Not not since I had a brain when I've seen seen another team do so well in a in a foreign league. <laughs> you were their first, not seventeenth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So that's the Liga done. So. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Arsenal, actually, uh, surprisingly enough. Okay, let's go for it. Granite Xhaka, he's sidelined pretty much till, what, end of January now? Yeah, fantastic news, isn't it? Yeah, so, but but what do Arsenal do? Because um, they, they, kind of, they kind of rely on him in a weird way. Because I know he's, we know, we know Xhaka, we know what he's like, we know he's a bit of a dick and he's, he's hot-headed and decision-making is pretty poor. But on the grand scheme of things, he he is kind of like that one consistency that we have. He's been there. So if you think about it from, from kind of the late Wenger days through to now, I can't think of any other player that has been consistently played as much as him. No, you're right. But do you not think... That goes hand in hand with us playing absolutely piss poor. It does, yeah. But he's obviously doing something right. Yeah, but the team's being based, not necessarily built around him, but it's based with his sort of strengths and weaknesses in mind. Now, that's yeah. the wrong player to do that with. Yeah. So is this now an excellent opportunity for us to go, nah, we, we ain't... We ain't doing this anymore. Let's get Sambi in there. Party in there. Party has looked, looked awful yeah. on Monday. Yeah, he Absolutely did, he awful. Did. I watched the highlights so, and he was dreadful. Gave the ball away. What, what's that about? He, he sh- he's been shooting from about 100 yards away and missing. Although yeah. he, does, he does get quite close, to be fair to him. And that's something that Arsenal do need. But, um, yeah. What do we do, mate? 
No, I think it's it's a good opportunity to to play different formations, different players in slightly different positions and try something different. Um, I think our main issue is not necessarily Shaka as such, but I think it's the general sort of speed of play. Everything that we do is very slow build up. We can't play it out from the back very well because we get pressures and then it's, oh, we've messed it up and White spilled the ball or whoever it may be. You know, maybe it's um, Albert Sambi Laconga. Maybe it's Thomas Party. Yeah. Maybe it's El Nenny when he gets in again. You know, it's everyone loses the ball at some point, but there's no oomph about getting it back. Now, when Lacazette yeah. came on on Monday, absolutely changed the game. The pace of our play was better. He dropped into those pockets of space to get the ball and drive forwards. And that's what we lack with Aubameyang. Now, I think Aubameyang is, is a different striker to Lacazette. I think Lacazette is a more natural finisher, but Aubameyang gets more goals. I know it sounds very contradictive. Um, but if you look at some of the goals that Lacazette scores, they're proper striker's goals. He's kind of in and around the box. Now, Aubameyang's yeah. goal, I'm not taking it away from him. He's looked okay this season, but he's not the Aubameyang of 18 months ago. His play doesn't get involved too much, and he's never done that. So I'm not, uh, I'm not sort of slating him or anything at all. But I think Lacazette needs to start a few more games, and Aubameyang then comes on because Lacazette puts that pressure on the teams from the start. They change yeah. that game, and we can then get the likes of Smith Rowe coming in behind, Saka running in behind, or running beyond. Get Pepe coming in when he starts as well. Gets Erdegaard playing a bit more, and it just. It kind of puts three-man midfield and then a four-man attack again. He makes those runs and those extra spaces. And I just don't think we've got the right system. Uh, no, you're right. So I, I was thinking, if we've got a bit of a predicament, a bit of a question to ask, who's the man we go to? For what? We've got a question. We're not, not sure what we'd do. Do you know what? I think we just need to ask what would uh, what would Pablo do? What would Pablo do? <laughs> Mate, what do you reckon he'd do? What do you reckon he'd be advising Arteta to do? Well, I think Pablo would probably say to bring him on because he's not featured for a while. Um, play him anyway. Play him anyway. <laughs> play him anyway. But I, it just seems it's... Obviously, Arteta has his reasons for playing that, that style with those players and you know, we say it pretty much every week. It's, there's always something that happens on the training pitch that obviously we don't see as as average Joe fans. But there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you're looking at the games at the weekend, it's not working. So something has to change. But is it because Arteta is keeping faith with the players to actually perform eventually on the pitch? Or is it a case of he's just tactically not aware enough to be able to do it? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not for one second saying that I'm more more knowledgeable than he is. You know, absolutely a million miles away from that. And we're just seeing it from a fan perspective, and obviously kind of agreeing with various fans on various forums. Breaking news! Breaking news! Go on. Breaking news: Steve uh, Steve Bruce has left Newcastle United. Oh, he's gone, is he? He's gone. Booms. What's it now? 11 o'clock or just shy of 11 o'clock, Wednesday the 20th. Mate, what we were literally just talking about this, literally giving him an opportunity. Saying. Is he going to do it? And he's, is that the first, know, second manager to leave in the Premier League after Cisco, uh, wasn't it? I don't know what his name was. God knows. So I don't know what his name was. All right. Because it, it, we're doing this over, I feel like I need to explain, because we're doing this over video call. If I talk, there's a slight delay between me stopping talking and then being able to hear what you're saying. Oh, okay. That's, uh, that's yes, odd. Yes, Nice. That's very odd. Um, yeah, apologies yep. for the, the sound quality, I guess, this week. It's just because I'm ill and I don't want to... Uh infect Will with the, the man flu lurgy. So normal service will be resumed next week though. Yeah. Cool. So I thought we would um move on to the weekend's games. See what see what you thought. Some f- absolutely phenomenal games at the weekend. Um the one I want to start with was the Liverpool Watford game. One, let's just talk about Mohamed Salah for a, a couple of minutes, shall we? He is world-class, is he not? I think he could be probably the best player playing football at the moment. I completely Definitely agree. in the Premier League. I know, I, I think worldwide at the moment. It's between him and Haaland, but I think he will get the nod purely because he's playing in a more difficult league, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, he's been doing it for the last, what, four seasons with Liverpool now? Five seasons, however long he's been there. Um, but that goal at the weekend was just absolutely insane, was it not? Yeah, yeah. it was follow- It followed on from his goal from Manchester City, where it was almost Maradona-esque. Yeah. And then he did another Maradona-esque goal at the weekend against Watford, where you think, well, where's, where's he going? How's he going to get out of this? And then, yeah. he, and then he sort of stood on the ball moved it forward and slotted it in and you're like, oh my God, what a, what a goal that was. It's as though he sort of took the whole Ronaldo getting player in a month a little bit personally. And he's like, all right, hold my beer, watch this. <laughs> yeah. He's just yeah. absolutely insane at the moment. Um, absolutely incredible, yeah. Firmino was, was proving his doubters wrong by getting a hat-trick. Uh, a very good hat-trick, I think, as well. He was, you're right. So he he did get his hat trick, 
However, I don't know if he proved his doubters wrong because they were all tappings. No disrespect to him because your position's got to be right. Yeah, exactly. But for me, they're all tappings. They were, yes. <laughs> but it's it's that striker's instinct that you need. But his build-up play that he's kind of been more renowned for over the last few seasons is still there. But he's also shown, yeah. okay, well, I can score goals. I can still score goals, no problem. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to be there. And it's he's sort of in these positions that he's not been there for kind of two, three seasons now. But is that because yeah. Jota's there putting the pressure on him? So maybe yeah. he score a few more goals again now. Or was it because Watford were just so poor? I mean, well, they can't take it away from Liverpool how good they are. But I think Danny Rose gifted them three goals, which was fantastic to see from an Arsenal and uh, a hating Spurs perspective. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Danny, Danny Rose was poor. And to be honest, the whole of, the whole of Watford's team were poor. Um, Apart from Ishmael Lassar, he did very well, I thought. Made a lot of bursting runs forward when he could. Yeah, he's not a defender. He's he's a very very pacey winger. Yeah. Um, there's only so much he can do without the ball. So as soon as yeah. the boy made the runs, I think it was him that had the shot, if I remember rightly. I think it's like yeah. one or yeah. two shots there on target about the whole game. Um, but yeah, Liverpool were just well, just unplayable, weren't they? Mm. I think from start to finish. So it was an incredible, incredible game. Yeah, without a doubt, yeah. It it was uh it, it was a good game. Liverpool did well, um, but but um Watford didn't offer much. Oh no, no, can't take it yeah, don't want to take it away from from Liverpool, but yeah, Watford offered next to nothing. So no, absolutely phenomenal game, great entertainment and uh, a solid five nil win. Solid five nil, yeah. And there were six goals at Leicester, weren't there? was that was a great game as well wasn't it it was a good game yeah did really you, really good game did you watch any of that or most of that sorry mate did you watch any of that game yeah yeah saw the game it was uh it was one of those up and down games wasn't it there was there was lots of shots um i think there was like 40 odd shots weren't there in the in the end across the game yeah um and yeah yeah it was good. Tielemans got a great goal. I think. I think he was. He played really well. Um, and yeah, it looked like United might get an equaliser, but Leicester, Leicester got the ball. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely insane game. Uh, it's raised a lot more question marks for for Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, I think we could probably talk for the next hour about his uh, predicament there, but I think maybe we'll save that until possibly next week and maybe get a United fan or something on. I know yeah. I know we know one who's uh in a, a friendly competition with Ali at the moment. So he might have his two cents to say about Man United. Very well. Yeah, that sounds good. Um we can do that. But yeah, I think I think if Steve Bruce is, is gone, then Ollie should uh should be going. But you know, we'll, we'll see. We're, Man United are famously very patient with their managers, aren't they? So, see what happens come the end of the season. But I think he'll still be there um, at the end of the season. But whether he'll be there next season is a, is another thing. Yeah, I agree. I think next season, well, the end of this season will be 
an evaluation process, I guess, for them. Because uh, if Conte doesn't get another club until the summer, surely you'd be breaking the bank to get him in. Because they've got a very good squad. They just need that balance now. And I think Conte can do that. He did it at Chelsea. They had a fairly decent squad when he came in. He lost a few games, played us, lost 3-0. And it was like, I think he sort of respected the way they were playing before. And it was like, look, guys, this isn't working now. Listen to me and see what mm. I can do. Then all of a sudden, they just absolutely transformed. I think he could probably have that effect on Man United as well, which pains yeah. me to say. I'd love it for him to do that with Arsenal. But um, yeah, I think he could do that with them and, and turn them into a phenomenal actual team then as a unit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, so what other games was there? So the Villa Wolves game that was um, an interesting last 15 minutes or so, certainly was, wasn't it? I mean, Villa were, were quality for the for the most of the game, well, up until about the 80th, 80th minute, bit of all over them. They were doing they were doing really well. Um, John McGinn, I, I really like him, I think he's going to be a top player. He seems to have stepped up. Um, since since they lost Grealish, um, but then sort of the, from the, from when they scored that first one, um, and then Cody got the seconds, you thought, could they do this? And then then time started running out now, and then they got the free kick, and you thought, wow, maybe. Yeah, I think I think with the free kick, they were extremely lucky that went in. It was a huge deflection, yeah. but yeah, when you're when the adrenaline's that high and you're that late into extra time as well, anything like that could happen. Um, I think John McGinn was outstanding from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, he was in, he's made my team of the week. Uh, I think he was absolutely incredible. And now that he's sort of back fit and, and sort of fully firing again, I think the, the sort of burden of Grealish will probably relax a little bit, I, I would imagine. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't make my team of the week, but he was he was very close. I think I put Tielemans in because Tielemans had a great game, and Silva, yeah. Bernardo Silva had a quality. Yeah, I had all three of them in mine as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was my midfield. That was my midfield. Um, any other games? I think the Southampton Leeds game. I didn't really know what to expect on that. A one nil. By all accounts, Leeds were very poor and they were lucky. It was only a 1-0 from what I've sort of read. Uh, from the... I wanted to um, I wanted to give a shout-out to Brentford again because playing the European champions and they did not look like they did They shouldn't, They shouldn't. didn't belong there. They were so unlucky not to get anything from that game. I mean, Mendy was saving it with his face <laughs> and his legs just... Just could not get the ball past him. He was ridiculous. Yeah. And the only reason why Brentford probably didn't come away with three points. No, I agree. I do agree. I mean, I I sort of caught about half of that game, maybe three quarters of the game. Um, and it was more when sort of Chelsea were dominating. But that second half, I know Brentford were absolutely all over them from start to finish, basically, that second half. Um, I've seen a, a highlight reel of Mendy online. And it was right. A couple hit his face, one hit his knee, one hit his shin, like one hit his elbow at one point. He's literally yeah. just it was I know he's obviously quite a tall, gangly goalie by comparison. Uh he doesn't seem like a stocky goalie, 
but it's as though he was about eight foot wide as well throughout that game. He just filled that goal completely. Nothing was getting through him. No. And I know I know stats don't don't sort of tell tell it all in the game. But I mean Brentford, newly promoted, they were at home to the to the European champions. They had 17 shots to Chelsea's five. Seven of those were on target to Chelsea's one. Chelsea had slightly more possession and pass accuracy and stuff like that. Mm. But they just did not look out of place. They just I'm loving, I'm loving the attitude they're bringing and the quality they're bringing to the Premier League at the minute. Yeah, I agree. From a, a sort of neutral team perspective, they're, they're entertaining to watch. They don't mm. give up without a fight. Uh, they look they look like a real team and a real unit together. And I think that's where a lot of teams kind of go wrong coming up because they, they go the age-old, I'll let buy experienced Premier League players to come in. And they're not necessarily going to be as good as the players you've actually got but you sort of see them as better because they've played in the Premier League before but if you've got a few wise heads in your team that can kind of stay calm under pressure and you've got a manager that just says look guys stick to your guns that's all the, so, uh, from my side that's all the motivation I think you need yeah so yeah fair yeah, you're right, man. shout out to Brentford hey, well done Brentford you get our seal of approval there you go. The um, drop seal of I suppose the only other game really, until we unless we want to talk about Arsenal a bit more, is the uh, is the Newcastle game against that other team. Yeah, I was very disappointed for Newcastle. The red card for Shelby was just pathetic. Why would you do that? He's that to me is a player who just doesn't give a crap. He got he got a yellow card, and then what? Thirty seconds later. Yeah, something like that. He got sent off. You're like, what the fuck is that about? Did you see that they um, they cut it short? The, well, they cut it short. They abandoned the game on about 41 minutes because there was an emergency in the crowd. Yeah, so you know, hats off to, to Reguillon and uh, Eric Dyer for noticing it and calling the medical team out. Uh, by all accounts, the fans fine. They're recovering in hospital. So that's that's great news. I mean, it, it's a great advocate for the sort of safety of the Premier League and the attitude. It was another one of um, those situations where there, there happened to be a doctor in the crowd who went down. Um, and from what I can make out, saved this, this person's life. And then when, when they returned back to their seat, got a stand innovation from the crowd. Um, there was a picture of that. I was, I was trying to... Uh, so there was a video. I was trying to get hold of the video so I could put it up on socials, but I couldn't. I couldn't get it anyway. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. I did. I did retweet it on Twitter. But yeah, it was. Um, nice. It was special. Yeah, it's a lovely. But touch. yeah, um, back to the football. Anyway, it was. Uh, it was interesting game. Harry Kane's first goal of the season. Yeah, an electric start from Newcastle though, which was. Probably to impress the new owners, uh, inevitably fell on deaf ears at the, the final hurdle. Uh, but mm. if you kind of look through their team, they've got a good attacking threat. So it Callum makes me, yeah, Callum Wilson's good. Excellent. Yeah, precisely. So I just don't understand why it's not clicking for them. Now, Joe Willock, albeit yes, he he wasn't a success at Arsenal, but he's a he's a good solid player in terms of linking up that play getting those sort of final third passes in and sort of unlocking the defence. He can play the likes of Callum Wilson and sort of set Maximin in. Uh, obviously, you've got Joe Linton, who's just been poor since he's been there. 
So, you know, hit and miss there. But you've got Almiron, who's, who's pretty decent overall. You've got a few sort of a, a lot more sort of attack minded players. It just makes you wonder why they're just not scoring as many as they should, really, and scraping a few more draws or wins. But they haven't won a game yet, have they? No, exactly. Not this season. It's um, unusual, isn't it? Unusual. Um, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure what the answer is there. Um, maybe it's the manager. Maybe we'll find out once they appoint Jose. I mean, a new manager. Um, <laughs> We'll see what so happens. who do you think then is going to be the next manager? Because this is going to be a hot topic for a number of days, weeks, months, however long it takes them to appoint someone. Uh, I think they'll get someone into him until the end of the season. Yeah, because everybody um, and his dog has been linked for that job. Yeah. Um, I th- I, yeah, I think they'll go... I think they'll probably... Mourinho won't go now, will he? Because he's only just joined Roma. I think he'll wait till the end of the season. So I don't think it will be him. Um, I'm not really sure who, who they who they could get is sitting in that position, other than you know the likes of um, Eddie Howe might decide might come in, but again, he's he's quite a gamble. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure who they could who they could get whether they'd. Try and get an old legend, Alan Shearer, back, someone like that. I don't know. I don't know if he's a coach or a manager, though, is he? I don't know if he's done his badges or anything. I'd imagine they have. Most of the most of these sort of ex-players do do their their badges, even if they go into sort of punditry or whatever. They still do their badges, don't they? Well, he managed Newcastle before, didn't he? Yeah, it wasn't for a long time, though, was it? Uh, was no, it, it was for a few months, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was only for like five games or something, wasn't it? Or was it longer than that? I thought it was longer than that. But anyway, yeah, I, I don't know what they'll... Who, you got any thoughts? I don't know. I really don't know. I think they need to go for someone who has won a couple of competitions in their recent history. Someone like that Lucien Favre or something like that. So he did all right in Germany. I think he won the... the the DFB Pokal or whatever it's called uh, over in Germany, like basically their FA Cup. I think someone like that to sort of attract a couple of higher calibre players. Yeah. And then you sort of work your way up from there. You know, Man City did it. They had obviously, um, what's his name? Uh, Grey-haired man, Mark. Oh, Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes, that's it. So they had him who got obviously a few players over the line. Obviously, they had contacts and stuff like that. Um, and then obviously they sort of worked their way up from their, their sort of managers' perspectives, and then all of a sudden they're they've now got Pep Guardiola. Yeah. So they've they've sort of yeah. done well from that side of things. You can have Mikel Arteta if they want. Yeah, I'd pay him to take him at the moment. Cool, isn't it? Yeah. All, all just... management of the um of the of the the team. I mean it proved it again in the Palace game, didn't they? They did. They did. Um just, just touching on the Alan Shearer thing quickly. I've just had a had a little look online. Yeah, he, he was manager for eight matches, won one, drew two, lost five. He was there for two months as an interim. Good pundit though. 
Yeah, good pundit. I like him as a pundit, I must say. I maybe, think he was maybe a, not as a manager. Maybe they'll get Ant and Deckard. Maybe. <laughs> I think he was all right as a, as a player, though. Oh, Shearer. He, he was all bad. right as a player. Yeah, yeah he, he weren't was too right, bad, was he? Yeah, he won the, won the Premier League. Yeah, he did okay. He did okay. Right. Yeah, I think from from the Arsenal perspective, from the weekend, just to finish off on that match, I suppose, really, uh, we was lucky to scrape a point. Poor, poor play overall. Credit to Palace, they did very well. Good tactical sort of changes from Vieira. Just showing the, the kind of experience gap, I guess, between him and Arteta. You know, going away, having those sort of five, five or six years under his belt, I think it just changes the whole perspective of a manager's shoes. Well, yeah, it was poor type, like we said, Thomas Partey, but a fault for that second goal. Arsenal, you know, were probably the better team, but Crystal Palace executed their game plan better. Yeah, so credit to them. I think they, they're going to have a very good season under Vieira. I think they could be pushing sort of top half, I think, this year. Should be. Yeah, they definitely should be. A few more performances like that, then, uh, yeah, I don't think they'll struggle at all. Yeah. So just to um, pick the, the table, Chelsea are sitting top, aren't they, with Liverpool. Liverpool unbeaten. Uh, point behind them. Brighton's still right up there, aren't they? Yeah, they're doing okay. They obviously ground out the, the draw, didn't they, at the weekend? Yeah. Um, Leicester sitting in 11th is is a surprise on the same amount of points as us. But um, What's surprising is Tottenham are fifth. Yeah, lost three, but they've won five. Um, no draws. So, yeah. Yes, uh, I guess that's the difference. I think from the... From the kind of table perspective, a lot of the teams that you think, oh, they're doing well, aren't actually doing as well as you think. The teams you think, oh, they're not having a good season, are doing okay. So Leicester, for example, are a prime example of that. In the sense, everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're having, they, you know, they had a bit of a dodgy start, they're doing okay. Well, they're not, they're 11th. Yeah, You'd expect them to be up. kind of top, at least top half, top eight, realistically. Um, yep. People were saying that Villa's having a, a good season. But they're not. They've been very inconsistent. You know, won three, lost four now. Yeah. Um, Palace, they said, oh, they're having a, a fairly good season so far. Would have actually got one win. But they've got five yeah. draws. And draws are against some of the bigger teams as well. And they've had good performances. Yeah. Um, obviously, Watford people are, oh, you know, they've, they've lost their manager. But they're 16th. They're four points above yeah. the drop zone at the moment. But no one's speaking about Norwich. No one's speaking about Sean Dyche at Burnley. Well, not, I think Norwich. I think he, they're, they're they're going to finish bottom, aren't they? They're they're, they're not at the standard that no, they no more be. than likely. Um, but Burnley haven't got a win. No, I mean, but Burnley haven't got a win either yet. But no one's sort of calling no. for his head. No, strange one that, isn't it? Because he's 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 a bit like uh, untouchable there, isn't he? He's he's set up his his base and. I don't think he's going to be knocked up, knocked off for that. To be honest, I think he's going to be there for the foreseeable. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's kind of like a Wenger character over there. I think he has quite a, a big influence on the club. He's proved his loyalty. Yeah. He's performed well. 
Yeah. They've had a few decent cup runs. They've they're a, a, a sort of Premier League mainstay now. And to think of that sort of what ten years ago or whatever it was, thinking that Burnley would be in the Premier League and actually stay in there, I think that's an in, incredible achievement. Yeah, um, West Ham. Yeah. People haven't really spoken about West Ham too much this season. They've kind of gone under the radar, but won four, drawn two, lost two. They're doing okay. They're seventh still. With Everton, same. Yeah. yeah. And then Brentford, yeah. as you mentioned earlier. So it, it is really a, a, a perspective thing, I guess, with the league at the moment. Yeah. If you buy a great hype. Yeah. So we're going to put out on our socials our team of the week, and we we do one each that we put on our Discord. So get on that if you want to see that. But then we'll put our join uh, team of the week out on socials a bit later on. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Next week we'll go back to hopefully Monday night recordings. Uh, yeah, health permitted, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and um, anything you wanted to add, mate? We all good. No, we're all good, mate. Let's call it a day there and we'll um, we'll catch up next week. Perfect. Catch you later on. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Take care, mate. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Only football can make you feel like this. 